Hey, welcome to Beyond the Veil, the Prevail Church podcast. I'm here with Logan Adams, Pastor Fred Giles, and of course, me, Jonathan Wagner, your host. Our hopes and prayers are that today's podcast will uh, make you think, help you draw closer to Jesus, and uh, just get a little closer to Him in your walk with Him. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> See, see, this is why. This is why. Oh. Uh, Logan thinks we can't have nice things. Pastor Fred got new toys. <laughs> He's got buttons now. He's got Should not buttons. have ever given me this thing. Mm-mm. Danger. If you oh. are into podcasting, you know the Roadcaster Pro is the top of the line, buddy. It's fun. All I asked for it's was a beeper the button. The beep, you know. We just wanted a beep button, but <laughs> we got it all. We got all right. the buttons over here. So when Logan says <laughs> off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. what's up, guys? How How's y'all doing? Doing good. Yeah, I'm good, bro. It's been a been a Monday. It, 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 it definitely has it's been, been a, a Godfield Monday. level Monday. A Monday? Was mm. that bad on Monday? I mean, it could have been better. Could have been worse. Could have been way just worse. Just a Monday, you know. But it was just Monday. Mm. I, I have to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. See y'all with your brown paper cups. That's We're right. Not talk about what's in them. Represent. <laughs> I'm joking. I got Dr. Pepper unofficially sponsored by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I have Not a sponsor. Uh, I have static in a cup, apparently, according to people in the room. Uh, yeah, he's Sprite drinking Zero. Uh, Sprite Zero, that uh, so, that nasty water. Mm. That means it's delicious. It's just it's just like salt. What is that stuff? It's like water with suds in it. Seltzer water. it is. It tastes so, like water. <laughs> drinking seltzer water. That stuff make right. you make your throat itch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I went to Chick Fil A today with my family, and um, they gave me Sprite, and it had no flavor in it. And oh, I bought that is static it. in a cup. Yeah. Threw the cup across the room. <laughs> I was in there like, I know y'all didn't give me this. See? So, never mind. See? <laughs> We're gonna take the buttons away. We gotta take that button away from you. Uh, oh, anyways, I, I, I vote that as the host, I get control of the button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This button shall forever be mine. We, I vote we lock it away in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> we push the record button and then we close the lid. We'll see. Throw away the key. Time I, release. I see what I mean? <laughs> this, is, this is why we don't have nice legs. <laughs> anyways, uh, let's get into it, guys. What's going on? Talk to us, Jonathan. What are we talking about today? Hmm. What you got, buddy? Uh, I had a couple questions. I wanted to, Logan Yo. started off the session, which we're, we'll talk more about mm-hmm. later. But he talked about community. we started a new series, but uh, yeah, he dropped a bomb, a little bit of a bomb. Just he one? dropped a bomb, he, on a, me. a few, <laughs> baby. But I, I had a couple things I was kind of wondering about, and I wanted mm, him to away. unpack a little bit more on it. Uh-oh. Um, let's go. Was mm. the uh, mm. where, where did that note go? There it is. I had it. I lost it. That's okay. That's how it is. Because um, I said it was an onion. You know, I was thinking. Like I got a over. question for Logan later on too. It's gonna Ooh. turn up the heat. There we go. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> here it is. Let's see here. Everyone's aiming All at Logan right. today. <laughs> hey, you preached it, bro. I did. I preached some good stuff there. Okay, I lost my question that I had for you, Logan. I you think I've got your question. Just came here unprepared. I was prepared, but I was prepared in too wow, many places. Bro. Wow, oh, I got oh, you. Oh, I know. I put it in the mess. <laughs> Don't do me like right. that. <laughs> Coming here all unprepared. What's up? Mm. 
Talk no, to that us. That was the other one. Yeah, he, he oh, here me it is. Here it is. Here it is. It was, it. it was the one that was to both of us. See, you had it too. You could uh, answer. Go ahead. Okay. Um, what you got for me, bud? You dropped a very beginning. At the very beginning, you said today, Sunday, Sunday is the most segregated day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I know what you mean. But mm. I'd like to know what that means. I was actually quoting Martin Luther King Jr. Um, <laughs> So um, he he wrote a lot of good things. He said a lot of good things. And um, he made this point back in the 60s. And there's there's arguments. All people have said it, and and that's great. I do do remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been been said a bunch. Um, I said it specifically in context of um, in a Christian community in America, the... (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're just gonna go into this. The the doctrine, the theology, the the um, all of the above that we have held dear and close, um, particularly um, in in the West, has dictated. We got that little beep on that watch and turn the phone off, but not the watch. But Ooh. it's it's. Uh, <laughs> we gonna have to give him a air horn for that. <laughs> but back to the serious stuff. Christianity has segregated by race mm. in America, uh, okay. particularly. Um, it's, it's painfully obvious, and it has been obvious uh, when it goes back to back in John on the plantations when they were giving out only certain scripture to the slaves, and they weren't teaching them to read for themselves. But Martin Luther himself had several hundred years earlier advocated for the, the common man to get, you know, the Bible in their hands and be able to read it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very. Uh, Excuse me. Sprite zeros give me the burps. But um <laughs> no, no. Seltzer water. Seltzer water. That's what it do to you, bro. Right. It's but, actually burning your insides right now, but mm, we're gonna talk feels about it. Good. Feels good. <laughs> but no, in seriousness, uh it's it's an active choice on the part of Christianity um over the last five hundred years to segregate itself into the haves and haves nots. It's an exclusive religion of the conqueror, of the oppressor. Um, it's been used as an excuse. I mean, we could go into this for months, but in short, I was quoting in our community in America, we still segregate and we segregate not simply out of uh, this is my church and my church tradition, um, but it comes down to doctrine and theology because inerrancy is inherently a white supremacist concept of the Bible. It is effectively saying your voice and perspective and how you understand God and have experienced God mm-hmm. and experienced freedom and grace doesn't matter because we're only mm-hmm. going to follow these particular people who have said this, this, and this and pretend their objectivity is inerrant as well, which wow. is patently wrong. Yeah. And then you apply that on the flip side, You've got black churches, and you've got you've got Korean churches, and you've got churches of all creeds and ethnicities, and it's not just from a language perspective; it's also from we have trauma from the white Christian nationalistic church that we have in modern America, and for the last three hundred years. Let me ask you a question what based on that, because that was kind of my thought. Like I was listening to your message earlier. Mm. And uh, you, you made mention of that segregation and the trauma. Mm-hmm. I guess in modern day terms, would you still label it as trauma? It's a separation. Com- it's a community tradition and a trauma at this point because 
you have a subculture that came out of bonding together, banding together like the Jews who were the uh, freed slaves or descendants of slaves in Rome. They stuck together, right? They stuck together very strongly, and African-Americans did that in America. They mm-hmm. had to by mm-hmm. default, right? And the same progressed out into the church and their churches. And it is now not simply um, out of trauma, I, w- I would say, by any means, but it's still a prevailing foundation of how it came into being. Right. And the choice of the flavor, the the style, all of that comes naturally out of when you segregate cultures, they're going to develop separate tastes, right. flavors. Um, the diversity of it's a beautiful thing. But there's no inclusivity between the churches. Right. Yeah, you go you go to you you step in. Yeah. I remember several years ago I literally was driving by a church that was a Hispanic church mm. and I felt in my heart God said you need to go there Sunday morning. There you go. Okay. So I went Sunday morning. I was Did the, they all run? <laughs> no, they did not. They were like, run. oh my God, Santa Claus is here. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think they had two people who kind of spoke English just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. I enjoyed the service. The pastor spoke over me, prayed. Because pray, cool. I mean, yeah. God told me, I That's have cool. a cool. word for you. Mm. Didn't tell me I'd understand it, and that right. was all right. That's okay because the blessing was there. But you know, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, it so that, that that's the the cultural the the change there. I would go a step, two steps further yeah, yeah. beyond because one it. we have, you know, when you when you can walk down the street and you see we got the first Baptist church and across the street the second Baptist church or the. First, second Baptist church, or the second, first Baptist church, whatever. It's right. because, you know, Uncle So and So and Aunt So and So couldn't agree with each other and they mm-hmm. split and they caused everybody to hate each other. And right. so they decided they're going to be Christians. We're, we're the virus. We're the best Christians and not them. Oh. We're the virus of Protestantism. Now I'm going to step in it. I'm going to, I'm going to jump off and, and go. I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Let's go. What you got? Because we also are seeing this now with. The make sure I get the letters right. The LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. in church. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I worked with a gentleman years ago. He was homosexual. Mm-hmm. Great guy, loved him to death. And uh, we were talking one time, and he said, "You know," he said, "I know I'm a sinner." I said, "I said, I don't know that you're a sinner." I said, "That's between you and God." Mm-hmm. I said, "It." None of my business if you're a sinner. I said, right. my business is to show you the love of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we can't do that with everybody, mm-hmm. then are we really following Christ? Are we really yeah. Christ? I mean, I think the separation on Sunday morning even goes deeper than race at this oh, yeah. point. Because oh, at this point, absolutely. Because I was mm-hmm. actually telling someone recently, I think we are in a time where you see two two separate uh, sections or multiple sections of Christianity in mm-hmm. general, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're entering a time now where there are most, some people would say progressive Christianity mm. versus conservative Christianity, right, right, right. all this stuff. But what you're seeing is there's a lot of Christians who judge other Christians now and they're like, it's well, you're one of those grace Christians or you're mm-hmm. one of those this kind of Christian, you're that kind of Christian. And then 
you run into these, like we're, we're seeing the separation of within the group of the Christian faith yeah. of people who would say that's real Christianity versus that's not real Christianity. And uh, it's it's been interesting because we were just, we're, we were talking about that, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I probably would label myself more now as a Jesus follower mm. versus uh, somebody who's in the Christian faith. Yeah. And that gets real murky for folks. Cause they're like, oh, you're not calling yourself Christian? And I'm like, oh. it's not that I'm trying to avoid calling myself Christian. It's just that there are so many dynamics and thoughts and things that come with the, with the word Christian yeah. now Yeah, that a lot of times I don't want to associate myself with that. Because you hear the word Christian, you automatically think, oh, this is a hate group and they hate certain people. Right. Or you hear the word Christian or you're, you're very conservative or you you, uh, right. you you voted for Donald Trump. You know, all right. these, you know, and all of that comes with the word Christian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We tack it on. And the yeah. moment I say That's I'm a true. Jesus follower, then you can't you can't really put labels on me because it's like Jesus loved everybody. Right. Right. <laughs> he was. Well, and that's the thing. We all. The we you don't want to. I mean, it's 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 to a point where you one of since I've moved to the South twenty seven years ago, moved down from Indiana, and it was the same thing happened in in Indiana. But I've noticed it here. You often hear people say, "Well, he's a good Christian boy," or "She's a good <laughs> Christian girl." That is the biggest red flag in the world, right. as far yeah. as I know. Not like, that the words are It's like when you hear that, bless but, your heart, baby. Right. Like, oh, that <laughs> bless your heart. Or when I heard a joke the other day, they said, when a black person says, I'm going to pray for you, that is the prayer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's true. It's That's very true. Wrong. I'm going to pray for you, bro. <laughs> that means I'm praying for you right now. Right. This After is, that, I ain't thinking about you. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll y'all can laugh. That. Don't be nervous. Oh, bro, I'm not let you laugh. Remember that, the, uh, man? I know it. The uh, it's interesting because you say like the Christianity's developed this reputation socially, right? And and we forget that's what language does. It changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a interview with um, this guy Dan McLean. Mm-hmm. Dan McLean, McLean. I can't pronounce his name. Anyway, great guy. Love his work, um, linguists and uh, theology and biblical studies, genius, right? Doctorate and all that cute stuff. And <laughs> all that cute stuff, right? Decades of his life right. going into study. So cute, bro. Right, right. No, yeah. you gave but, all your but life serious to respect study. to the man. I really enjoy his interviews and his, he puts stuff online all the time. But he was saying and talking about in this interview, um, you know, how words have different meanings today. Right, all oh, right. Like the word, um, that the Greek word. I get terrible at Greek, so forgive me, y'all. But basically, it's where we get the term "God inspired" from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or "God breathed" is a real, more real, direct translation. But that meaning for us is different now than it was then. It was different for Origen. Origen was this Greek guy living in Egypt. His daddy got caught as a Christian during one of the many micro purges on the Roman Empire. And um, he went to go martyr himself at 18, and his mom was like, whoa, you don't need to go choose this violence. Like, there's more for you yet, son. So right. he, um, he continued. He became one of the most prolific theologians that we still look to for a lot of 
essentially Christian tradition, right, of what we see and understand of God, et cetera, et cetera. But he took that phrase 300 years later nearly and misunderstood it already because we think, oh, it's so close, it's so close, but that's 300 years nearly. Mm. That's a long time. Uh, forgive me, it might be around 200 and something with origin, but... I felt like you needed the beat right there. You wanted to say <laughs> something else. <laughs> 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 but That's no. a long... Time. A long time, baby. <laughs> but that misunderstanding of that word. Just want to use that beep right? anytime I can, okay? It's every time Logan's speaking, he said beep. Um, <laughs> but with that word, right? The original context of that word would have mean life giving. Mm. But Origin took it as God breathed. And then years down the road, we took it as inspired. And then we applied that and, and it made a dogma out of it. Is that Numa? Um. I can't remember who did that one at the inspired part. It's been a minute. Well, no, I mean, is pneuma the, the Greek word? No, 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 no. Um, I could look it I up. I thought pneuma meant power. I thought it meant breath. Mm. No, it's, it's so it's it? you've got classical Greek and then common Greek oh. in Jesus' time, and then post-Jesus, like, it, it, again, the Greek language changes. I and that's a how, few words yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it, it changed. Mm-hmm. And when you go from life-giving, all Scripture is life-giving, to all scriptures God breathed, and then you're translating it to all God, it's inspired by God. And then eventually you have this doctrine and dogma of um, it is in the inerrant word of God that has come down and we name it holy, and this book is the word of God, even though the book says Jesus was the word of God. Right. It's complicated, right? 2,000 years of manhandling gets weird. And, and yeah. manhandling language. Right. That reminds me of what yeah. I, I was having a conversation with the self-proclaimed atheist who was trying to he well i don't know he enjoys having conversations with people who will discuss with him because i believe he's really looking to not you know he's looking for a reason to not be that way anyway Mm -hmm. you know he he was trying to catch me in something and he said so you believe the bible is inerrant word of god right and i said no (laughs) Wow. It was like, right, right. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because he was. He just looked at me and was like, "Well, what do you mean?" I said, "No." I said, it "Says the Bible that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word of God." Right. I said, "This contains the Word of God, or mm-hmm. an example of the Word of God, but it's not the Word of God." Right. I bet his mind was. <laughs> I, love, I love how you got these memorized too. You just got these down. I had to throw that in there. It's uh, yeah. funny, but so, but yeah, 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 it's the same type of thing. So. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I you, you said that um, a, a thought was brought to me earlier, um, and I won't say who brought it to me, but it was a good thought about how labeling um, the the separation as mm-hmm. oppressor and the oppressed mm. can in some way still Im- imply that <clears throat> that you know black church is o- o- the oppressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting together right, with their right. trauma yeah and it still implies this idea of kind of missing out on what 
white church offers. Right. And, you know, I mean, I guess you can speak to that. What do you think about that? Because that, I think, you know, that is that's a valid point. That's a it very can, valid point. It is it absolutely a valid lead, point. lead to that, and that right there would be dangerous to say because then that would devalue the black mm-hmm, experience, mm-hmm. especially the black church experience and the value that you get right. from that culture. I grew up in... A yeah. Very, very, very black church. Come yeah, on, somebody. Buddy. Look Amen. at your neighbor and say they, they were black, black. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of tongues, we, you know, somebody yeah. got a demon casting out. We open doors. You know, we yes. putting children in a separate room because we casting out demons. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a whole black experience. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you know, I think the difference between a black church and a white church is a lot more of the charisma. The charismatic experience, mm-hmm. oh, uh, definitely. The, the charisma, the excitement, the the experience is different because right. black culture is just a lot more emotive. Yeah, right. We 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 we're louder. We're right. We're you know we like, love it too. We're like to you know have oh, fun. Yeah. Like you know you go to a black church, somebody gonna shout, somebody gonna I'm, run I'm, across the room. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's, I'm there's guessing a, there's not a whole lot of snake handling in most black churches. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. No. <laughs> just, 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 just made. You that bring noise. a snake into black church, you might get handled yourself. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, fivefold like, ministry. You, on you got a demon. You right. finna get that thing casted out right <laughs> now. The name, come here, come here. The Lord said you got to get this. Right. Um, but so that black church experience. While you know, when I grew up, I went to, uh, you know, I went to. I've gone to a host of churches. I've mm. been on staff at mm. mostly white churches, and. Um, I appreciate all the things I've gotten from all of these experiences. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do recognize there is definitely a a gap there. Mm-hmm. There's a divide there. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. know, like it's we, a high line, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've seen it over in even in culture, right? Mm. That's why we got like Maverick Cities now. We got all this stuff because right. they've been trying to bridge these cultures, and even in that, there's still like a lot of. Uh, how do I say this? Like I, I notice a lot of the black church experience gets lost in the Christian faith, mm-hmm. right? Hundred percent. So, like, you start music. Music is a big example. When people start rewriting songs, how many times have you seen a white artist rewrite or re-record a black artist song? Bro, you're hitting it on the head. You get what I'm you're saying? You're hitting it on the head. And you know, and I get it. I get it. You know. We don't want uh, Chris Tomlin trying to do a Kurt Franklin song. Oh, that would just be terrible, oh, right? Uh, you Save know. us now. <laughs> I, I respect Chris Tomlin, but what? if he tried to do, you know, a, you know, look at me now kind of Kurt Franklin song, it might right. be like, whoa, bro, hold on, wait a minute. You know what I'm right. saying? However, though, you still don't see that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Right. So what we see even in culture today is mostly black artists sound, in my opinion, like white artists. And no have wrong, a bro. very white tone in their music. Doesn't I think the danger is when we talk about separation on Sunday, and we can talk about yeah. you know that being segregated, and there is some value to the oppressed and oppressor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, like I think it it can get dangerous because we can 100%. discredit the black experience. Well, that, we that's, think the, that's the risk in that language, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. When I was growing up, I knew many people, classical music, you know, basically if it wasn't classical, if it was written after the, you know, 1700s, it was 
the devil's music, <laughs> you know. But but the if devil, there was classical music, the, oh wow, mm-hmm, that no, level, baby. If it wasn't classical music, it was you know, Bro. right. But the problem that's next level. What bro. I would hear <laughs> is also you know if there was a you couldn't have a beat you know you couldn't have right, drums right. in church because right. well. Mm. What I picked right. up on. Don't play no minor chords. I, <laughs> as I grew up and would talk Don't to Don't play people, the black keys. There would be a lot of. It was. It was. I'm just going to say it because some of these people would not. They are not in of themselves, but they had a very racist attitude. Mm-hmm. Because that Same drum word. beat comes from Africa and it came with the bad spirits. Right. Mm. And, no, and it came from some people that got some rhythm, unlike us white people who don't got none. Not wrong. Wow. <laughs> not wrong. Wow. He's preaching. But no, no, and saying answering to both your hold on, statements. hold on, before you go there, we need to kind of what you put got? a little break in here somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in. Now we're gonna keep this conversation going, so don't go nowhere yet. This, uh, uh, do we have a sponsor? Should we throw a sponsor in there? I, should, I think we should, Casey. Who the sponsor is today? We're going to let it be sponsored by Prevail Church. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by Prevail Church. Join us on Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Greenwood, South Carolina. Yes, be there. Too much fun with those buttons. <laughs> Too much. What were you saying, Logan? Sorry, oh, I had to throw that in. No, there. you're good, bro. You're good. Um, like speaking to what you asked and, and expounded on, there is a great risk, especially in a white guy on stage saying that statement, mm. creating that dichotomy in language, right? Right. And you're absolutely right. It can devalue if you're not careful, mm. and and that's the the risk um, associated with speaking out about such things. Um, especially, uh, and you can see this, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go. You can here. give that white savior, that white savior complex, and, well, and it, it takes it a step further, right? We saw this uh, when Black Lives Matter happened. Um, that was the, the the statement, Black Lives Matter, and then they said All Lives Matter. They felt excluded mm-hmm. because you were pointing out your suffering, right? And that caused them to react, and I think. The, the danger you spoke of is dead on, right? Because the, the danger in saying it's segregated and they're segregated because of the, the you know, they were oppressed. The, the, the black church has historically, and black culture has historically been downtrodden theologically, right? I'm reading a book by, um, I mentioned her on Sunday, uh, Angela, the Reverend Dr. Angela N. Parker. Mm. The book is called If God Still Breathes, Why Can't I? Wow. Mm. It's, hitting, it's hitting hard, bro. It's great. It is great. Wow. Highly I'm recommend, it, bro. I'm gonna get you a copy. It's Please amazing. Yeah. And and her is she, story is she referring to the things like what happened with yeah, Eric. Black Lives Matter and right. everything, bro. Yeah. It was it's it's hitting hard. Anyway, um, talking about that language and that risk and that danger of just by simply having that language diminishing the Black Church experience and the Black culture experience with the God and Jesus and, and salvation and everything. It's a risk I'm willing to take on this podcast and prevail, and like with you, or like because uh, we have relationships. Right. People in the room right. know me, and then we have this opportunity to discuss it a little more. When I want to expound on, I said it earlier that inerrancy is 
inherently a white supremacist theology. Mm. Um, yeah. It goes deep into who's allowed to say what about what means what in the Bible. Right. And historically, and to this day still, Bible colleges, um, seminaries are highly exclusive when it comes to race. Yeah. And that's a problem because when you don't let people of color in to that world, and even when you do, uh, Dr. Parker talks about this, you exclude their questions, you exclude their thought processes, you try to conform them to what is. And what is is a thousand years of whiteness. I know that first. I know you do, bro. I know you do. I was in my master's for theology. I won't say where, (laughs) but if you... I know where. I won't say. (laughs) I'll say where. I went to... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I went for my master's theology. And, you know, I was in that thing. And after a while, like, being in those courses, Mm. I started to realize I I wasn't learning from any black theologians at all. Mm -hmm. There was no, no thought to bring in a black voice. Right. And uh, that became a real big issue for me. Uh, or well, it's a real big issue to period. even take it further, there was no no, no uh, female theologians. Ooh, preach on that, bro. And that was, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. it I was think a it, whole nother level, bro. It, it oddly ties back into what we're talking about, language changing as well. Because when I say oppressor on that stage... I'm going deeper than just simply what's happened in social racism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the openness of racism in this country, because racism has gone underground for a long time, right? We, we had integration of schools. That was a real battle and some bad times happened. And by the 90s, America wanted to pretend it was all good. Right, right. And it went underground, right? But the schools, the seminaries, churches, they kept at it, right? They, they, they still openly discriminate. They discriminate. And when I say oppressed... I'm not meaning how we historically envision it Um, because when you're oppressed, when you've got a a boot heel on your neck, it's really hard to articulate what that feels like so others can know and help stop it. Um, And I I personally think it's a responsibility like because, hey, I've got white skin, but I'm inherently associated with white culture whiteness is a culture it is not a skin color y'all like i'm gonna straight up say this white supremacy is a culture it is a it's a system (laughs) yeah yeah etc etc the list goes on we'll talk about that another day but my point is because i'm associated with that i believe it's on very much in my hands to educate anyone and everyone about the nuances of that right and I don't actively go up there on Sunday and be like, we're preaching about racism today. <laughs> no, that was... I'm going to do that one Sunday. <laughs> Let's go, bro. Let's go. I had a friend that, uh, when um, uh, what happened in... Um, what was it? Shoot. Why do I forget? Hmm? Where the guy was selling the CDs and got shot and killed. Oh, you know what I'm um, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like four the, years ago now? Yeah, that was in... Uh, yeah, that was around 2020. I think it was in 20... Was it 2020? Close to... Man, yeah, it, was it was a rough time. There was a lot of that. Yeah, it was. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My friend, uh, Ronaldo Hardy, he actually uh, did a series that he titled mm-hmm. Eracism. And Eracism. it was... Uh, wow. It was like right... He started it right before that happened. Oh, man. And man, how relevant it was yeah. in the moment. 
but anyways. Mm. All right, well, mm. I got a question for you, then I got something I'm curious about. But Fireway? as being oh, I'm, okay, not Australian, <laughs> from New Zealand. Wow. <laughs> Almost hurt me there. Do you find you have more freedom to talk about these things? than somebody who was raised right smack dab in the middle of white American middle class like I mean like me? Um no? I don't think I have more freedom. I think I had, had less the, care. Yeah, right. <laughs> no um, was, I can't speak for him, but maybe more of a different perspective. Yeah. Right. Viewpoint. That makes sense. Yeah. It's um growing up in New Zealand and I grew up in the generation that really started learning um Tadeo in, in school from five year old about five years old, I'm like, you know, Fedor is red, Kaka, Riki is green. Like, you learn all the songs, right? You learn Modi as a kid, bro. bro. He's out. <laughs> and, and so what, I grew what up. What just happened? What right. just happened? <laughs> <laughs> childhood, childhood songs, bro. But like, I'm joking, I, I grew I'm up in that generation where New Zealand made a concerted effort from the 80s onwards to right the wrongs of colonialization wow. and oppression. Wow. And so I grew up with that. And that Again, I still grew up Pakiha. I grew up white. Mm. European heritage, right? I wasn't in an iwi. I wasn't in a tribe. I don't have that association or that deep culture in me. And right. so I grew up in that. I grew up pretty well aware of New Zealand racism, right? Um, the the Just the nuance. It's, it's all, all micro compared to America. America's so in your face, and America thinks it's still micro now, right? America thinks it's gone underground, but when you come from that experience to America, it's so in your face. It, it, it shocked me and it allowed me to look back on my life and be like, oh, no, no, these are definitely wrong. And it allowed me to see the things I hadn't seen before, right? And this was in like months of living here. Just within months of living here, I, I, I just had like this wicked culture shock on racism and white privilege. And, you know, you learn the system of government here. And you learn, yeah, I went on a bender of... of discovering what I had moved into as a country and a culture. And I realized, I'm like, no, this is, this is a hundred times worse than they expressed in social studies. We learned about America's dirty, dark past in all its glory. And we were painfully aware, like more so than anything you learn here in high school. I'm sure. And um, same with Australia. Man, uh, what what has happened to Don't Aboriginal people Australia, is bad, man. bro. I'm going to throw them under that bus. But and I'm not belittling the, the experience of Pacific Islanders or uh, Māori in New Zealand, but over here is just chilling to the bone. When I, when I saw it in front of me, I saw a man get shot. He, he ran around the corner. I didn't see him physically get shot. He ran around the corner with a bullet in his leg, collapsed on the ground in front of me. I started doing first aid on him. And Mackenzie's calling the police, and he had been shot. Someone had tried to rob a liquor store a block away. He had gotten shot, and he ran, and he collapsed. His name was Thomas. He was a veteran. And we were talking, and his blood pressure was dropping. I could feel it, and his pulse was weakening. And the police surrounded us, drew guns on him, and they didn't do any first aid. Wow. But I did more for that man. They moved us to the side, <sighs> and... I was, tell, I was trying to tell them his pulse. I had it written down on my phone. I had it all there because I'm like, this is what you do in a you know, combat first aid training. You, you do this, right? And they did nothing. And I'm like, oh, no, this, you know, I, we well, just moved. I was just trying to get stuff of make French toast for the morning, y'all. And I experienced this, and I'm like, nah, this is real. 
and America doesn't still see it. The church still doesn't see it. And from that moment on, I, I just felt responsible because I have the privilege, though I haven't chosen it, I have to give it away in every chance I have, basically. That's good. I mean, you know, definitely more of a conversation about race relations and race. And, you know, I think a huge part of the issue with race in America is because of the American church. American church. 100%. Absolutely. You know, again, that statement made by Martin Luther King it's the most segregated time in mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Still holds true today. Mm-hmm. But man, like I experienced it in so many ways. You, you wouldn't even, like just. And I think it's 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 so easy to discredit the the black experience because people think, oh, you're just making that up. But I'm like, bro, like you have no clue. You're underselling the it. Different. <laughs> don't have a clue. Like yeah. I don't. I don't talk about it. As much because if I did, it would make people's skin crawl because there are things that just doesn't happen to my white counterpart, pastor friends, right? That happened to me, right? From organizational to people in church to mm-hmm. just in general, and it's so hard to, I don't even say hard, it's, it's it becomes a little difficult to explain it sometimes because people think, oh, you just you just make it, you know, no. I'm like, you know, like when I went to plant Prevail, mm. then was the meeting place. And we were going through this organization, this, we were going to plant with this organization. But they had these stipulations where, like, you got to raise, uh, I think it was like $200,000. You need to gather, Ooh. like, 35 families to start your church. And we'll give you money. Like, we'll match you once you, once you hit these goals. Um, two hundred might be a lot. I know it was, it was at least. It's still. I think it was two hundred thousand. Right. It was six def- figure range. Yeah, it was definitely six figure. Man. Um, and um, you know, they're like, call your grandma, and you know, I'm thinking, bro, if I call my grandma and say, grandma, I'm raising money to start church, she said, go say, boy, you better go get a job. <laughs> Her exact words, you better go. <laughs> 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 Right. Take your get a job, boy. You know, like right. that's what she would say to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, but like that experience, even church planting in the or- urban culture, right? In wow. black culture, is much different. But like organizations would build it based on their experience, right? The white experience, and it would it would frustrate me because I'm like, bro, imagine. like. I'd be lucky if I raised twenty thousand dollars to get this church going. Can you tell me how I can get going, even if I have this? You know, and um, it's just it it becomes a interesting juxtaposition right there because you don't want to be like, oh, they're doing this for nefarious reasons. And I think a lot of it times is just straight up ignorance. Yeah, right. Not even yeah. researching or thinking about how does this affect my counterpart like me as a pastor and when i talk about pastoring a diverse church you can ask my wife i think these things through you can ask logan i think oh, these yeah. things oh, through yeah. Yeah, i yes. don't just ask how is this going to affect black people i ask 
if I preach this, how is the white male in my church going to feel? Be and some people are like, why would you ask that question? Because I do think we are in a time too now where white males are getting painted with a broad stroke, mm-hmm. and yeah. not they're not all the same, right? Right, and so there is this slight like white male. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to be the uh, the white blessing pastor. So wow, I'm trying to be <laughs> cautious of what I say here, but yeah. there's this white. Uh, this idea that all white males are the same, yeah, and taking right. advantage of their pri- or trying to be ignorant of the privileges they have, I and mean, that's just not true. Right, it's not true. Right. Like it, it cannot. There's no way it can be actually true if you paint with a broad stroke. So I, I do my best as a pastor to try and consider these things. Mm. I want to be able to speak when I preach to all cultures. Right, right. You know, and sometimes. You know, there's no matter what I say, somebody's gonna be upset. You know, I've been there, bro. You, you know, you did it right, right? Somebody's gonna be <laughs> Amen. upset. Amen. But but then on the flip side, you know, I get I I catch hell because I'm married to a white girl. Yeah. Yeah. And people get upset. And I'm like, bro, like that's my baby. Mm-hmm. First of all, I will punch you in your mouth and say something else. Come on, somebody testify. Good you should get beat up by a pastor, and I'll be in the news. Mm-hmm. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor Fred beat him up. Come on now. Pastor Fred beat him <laughs> up. Beat him but, up. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, you know, we have to, we got to, a lot of times stuff like this happens out of ignorance. Yeah. Right? We was actually uh, at our marriage conference this past, uh, marriage retreat this past weekend, a pastor had mentioned to me that, uh, you know, he was very straightforward. He's like, man, my church is not really diverse. Now, I'm, and I'm trying to figure this out. Mm. And and I say to him what I say to all pastors: don't make it a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah, it becomes it's not, a, it's not if, real, then if it becomes a project, people read through that. Amen. They see through that very quickly. Yeah. If I'm a project to you, I am no value to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to get me there so your camera shots look good, right. and you can hopefully get more people there. Mm-hmm. Right, don't make it a project. And he said this t- to me. He said, "I tell my leaders, if it's not and my folks in my church, we it, it cannot. There's some organizational stuff that does have to happen, but it does not happen if the people in the church all look the same around their dinner table, right? Every single night, right? And that's that's the problem. Yeah. And I always right. ask people questions like, who do you hang out with? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, who you hang out with. People get come at me about good. having cigars and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's because I don't want to hang out with all Christian folk all the time. I want to know. I want to be. <laughs> a, I want to. Yeah, I want to be around people who who will ask me questions mm-hmm. that I can mm-hmm. actually answer about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? and not be trying to convince somebody right. to love a God that they supposedly claim they already love mm-hmm. all the time. That that just wrecks my nerves. You know, people are like, oh, you, you know, again, though, we make it projects in the church. Go get this many people saved. How many people did you how many, witness to How many this doors week? did you knock on this how week? Many, yeah, how many people did you witness to this week? Come mm-hmm. on, somebody. Share how your was, testimony. How was your witness this week? Come <laughs> on. 
And it's we true. make it a project, right? It's true. And it, what is that? That's just a numbers game. Mm. That's just That's we want to we want to look good for and a certain audience to say we got numbers. And hopefully, what we, what happens is if I give you the right number, you'll dig deeper in those pockets. That's right. And give me more money. And get that money. It's an Achilles heel for me because I just don't I don't lean to that. I'm Man. like, you're gonna like me. You're not gonna like me. You're gonna have to deal with the fact that I like to hang out a cigar. Lounge Amen. and have a cigar, but I've had more gospel centered conversations at the cigar lounge. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, hands down, bro. I've done weddings, mm-hmm. I've prayed for people, I've prayed for sick parents and family members. All of that has happened being in an environment that most church people won't even go to. Oh, right, yeah, absolutely. I met John in there, right. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Look, Jonathan cool. saved now. That's how I met you too. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan then got saved. Look at that. Look, at he that. Done, he's, look he's, the Lord's changed his life. He's doing <laughs> a podcast at church. He done got saved. Come on. <laughs> look at your neighbor. Says smoke a cigar. <laughs> smoke a cigar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. no, no, no. He's not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. But you know, like everybody, everybody can't do that. Right. 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 No. But and there's some people that. Shouldn't right? They've got their own experiences right. in life that they yeah. they, they couldn't. Hang you can't out there. drink. Don't go to a bar trying right. to witness the folk. Right. Come on, absolutely. Man. We talked about that Sunday. Paul yeah. talked about if you if you're stronger in that area in your faith than your brother, don't do it to please yourself. Please him. Help yeah. your neighbor for his own good. Right comes down to mature mm. maturity. Preach. Come on, that's a dangerous word in that's church. Maturity. Word. Meaning you got to make mm. your own decisions. Mm-hmm. What Paul say? I can do all things, mm-hmm. but not everything's good for me. No, it's That's not right. good for all me. I got to learn what's good for me, baby. Yep. And if it ain't good for me, it ain't good for me. Yeah. And if it ain't good for me, but it's good for you, Go I'm not going to beat you up with that. Right. right. That's the thing. That's right. That's that's the lesson that we got to learn. Amen. Because so many churches and Christians, it's like, An example, I grew up knowing a man of God. We were having the work day, doing some stuff. When they were older, helping them do work around their house, somebody opened their refrigerator and they said, oh, he likes this brand. That's the brand we have to get. He just liked that brand. I mean, there's some brands. If people buy Texas Pete Hot Sauce, I'll be looking at them sideways. (laughs) What is y'all doing? I'll, I'll be Better honest. I'm a, Franks. I'm a convert to Kinder's right, right. Now, seasoning. Oh my gosh! Kinder's you said seasoning. Kinder's right. Oh, I'll brand name that. Shout that. Kinder's sponsor us. Oh. Don't you? Don't you say that deep? Uh, I, don't deal with, I don't mess with Kinder's. I got that Laura Lynn. Yeah. You don't okay, know about Laura okay. Lynn. That's okay. that Win Dixie, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just as so long as y'all don't say that D word. Dukes. Don't tell me. Dukes. Dukes. <laughs> oh, Duke's hot sauce. Oh, mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise. Oh. You don't like Duke's mayonnaise? Oh. For real? I'm not sure like, we can be friends anymore. I don't like Duke's mayo either. So don't feel, don't feel <laughs> I just want to. Be, you were surprised. At that. I wanted to be the antagonist for a moment. Nah. There. nah, dude. I grew up in a town, 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. There was allegedly, and I say allegedly because we never saw him. I just knew his kids who were interracial one black man who lived in that town 
Dang. Wow. And he actually lived outside of town, but his kids went to school. Well, you him. know, you yeah. know your town Ooh. crazy if y'all got legends about a black man. There's, there's one wandering around here somewhere. <laughs> I mean, the, the legend of this town. I had <laughs> zero experience. Oh, that deserves with a story. People of other races. <laughs> right? Zero. The legend of this town. There's one <laughs> black man. <laughs> Just the one. He lives. On Martin Luther King Drive. Oh, you went there. <laughs> Number one. Number one. <laughs> Sorry. No. Anyway. Yeah. But no, I had zero. Don't come for me experience. in the comments if you're mad that I did that. Don't, yeah, don't get mad at me either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, if your town has got a legend about one black man, that's crazy, crazy, bro. Well, I mean, I'm a little bit of a legend. I, I knew his kids, and <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they were biracial. Wow. But I don't know that for sure because I never saw the. My dad. brain you just goes. Let dad. me tell you, my brain just goes yeah. everywhere. Like I imagine parents telling their kids nighttime stories, like scary nighttime. I, I listen. I mean, I suppose this, anything's possible. There was once in this street. <laughs> there was once one black man. Oh. Where's, where's that beat button? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Come here, kids. Gather right. around. Let me that tell you about the, the legend. Point of what I was trying to say. <laughs> Let me tell you about the story of the one black man. Okay. I was trying to I'm get sorry. the point Go across. <laughs> I had zero experience yeah. with people of any other race growing wow. up, and it wasn't my, my dad worked with. He worked at a factory with a lot of different people. I don't. I, but even then, it was in central Indiana. There wasn't a large, you know, other than in Indianapolis. There wasn't a large community of there wasn't a, a, a biodiversity. It wasn't diverse at all. Right. Wow, you know, that's we, crazy. Continues up north. Yeah, but it wasn't. But you know, like my parents, in and of themselves, they never taught us anything that was racist. Right. They never taught it. But looking back, I'm like, oh, that was kind of inherently racist mm -hmm. in some things. And it wasn't even passed on in an intentionally negative way. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen people that have passed things on in an intentionally. Right. Good Lord. <laughs> but Oh, they're there. They're but, still there. But, but the, lack know, of, the lack of exposure. But a lot of the right. church is in that same boat. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and it's people just. Don't know how to respond. Right. What do I say? I, oh, I don't want to say something that's gonna. I don't want to. Even sometimes it's. I don't want to say something that's gonna cause pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's gonna stir something up. And and in that hands offness, it causes more pain because as a man, mm -hmm. you guys both know. Sometimes you just need somebody to reach out. And touch her. just just yeah. contact right because if you don't have that because i have gone through times where i could count on one hand the number of times somebody touched me mm. i mean i'm not talking inappropriate wow <laughs> why'd you look I'm at me saying, for that bro. why'd you look at me no you i was sitting here like whoa bro where we going <laughs> escalating <laughs> this is my confession <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> but you know somebody walk by and pat you on the shoulder yeah, whatever yeah, i get I, what you're saying now Right. Count on one hand the yeah. number in a months long period of time. Mm -hmm. And you know, but so that was like 
it's and then that gap is multiplied if there if you don't have any experience with race racial differences you're like i don't know maybe that's culturally inappropriate maybe well, that's going to cause grief or like a, when i was in now this was something that somebody tried to teach me one time that was inherently racist you'll probably find it a little bit funny they said you're swimming in the pool don't bump into those black kids it'll rub off Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, really? Wow. I don't think so. You're like That's seven strange. years old. Little, little Jonathan's Six, like, seven, I mean, I've somewhere. heard stuff like that. Bro. I've heard what well, somebody said there ain't no amount of praying that can take the black off of you. Like, what? Uh, uh, a youth pastor said this to a student in the church. I wanted to. Ain't no amount of praying that can take, the take black my. Take my foot out of your butt right. after you say things like that. That that get, get the beat button ready. I'm gonna talk. Yeah, you go ahead, bro. <laughs> Let's, Let's I go. was like, what? This are you right? You oh man. That, I know y'all think I'm cussing, but I'm actually not cussing. So don't come in the comments like, oh my god, all they do is cuss because it ain't I, happening. No, I, we're just I beeping. refuse to acknowledge or deny. <laughs> I played the fifth. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> Look, I have to select whether this podcast is explicit or not. And I select not. We select not. We chose. But I do like the beat buttons. We chose I like to give. I like to give the aura of explicity. <laughs> <laughs> There's Guys, no we have, we we are uh, we are far into this podcast. I think we got to start wrapping this thing up. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Yeah, look at that time. We're doing some work. So see, we'll, we'll go ahead. You see that? Uh, one of you said you had one more question you hadn't asked. Nah, what no, are you? Oh, we we covered nah, the ground. We, we, we covered that ground. No, that's 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 a whole. <laughs> it's a good discussion. I think that's so. been great I think discussion. we're gonna have to like keep keep it going. Expound um, on it definitely, but definitely um, right a lot to unpack there. Mm. That's the whole point of this. This podcast really yeah. is so we can expound on more of these things. I think it's good that you know someone would have that thought, that question that I. That's a beautiful you. point. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful you know? point. <laughs> and the reality is, you know, it give you space to say, "Yeah, no, that is right." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but I also think you know it's good for us to to unpack these things. Right. Yeah. You know so this is something for y'all to think about for okay. next time or okay. whatever. Mm-hmm. What you got? Is there a difference between big S sin, S, I said the letter S, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a word, mm-hmm. sin, and little s sins, can we still sin against God and man with the sin principle having been justified and eliminated? What does this mean in day-to-day life? What did Jesus mean to convey in Matthew 18, 1 through 11? Is that old covenant thinking, or is it applicable to the new covenant? Dang, bro. So think about that for next time. Can I go with the first half? <laughs> I'm ready. No, I'm not ready. Uh, I got to wait on this one. Gotta wait. You gotta oh, man, on I'm ready that's for that first the, half. That's right. going to draw the listeners Ooh. in for the next time. Oh, that's, that's a good one, bro. Man, I'm pumped. I'm ready for that. I'm ready to answer that's that. That's why I'm Let's here. Go. Come up with a good question. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, you know, we got we to gotta close this out. This has been great. It's yeah. been good chat. You going to close this out, Jonathan? What are you going to talk about? Oh. It's been an awesome time, and it's going to be continuing to be awesome. Amen. And you know what? No matter how messed up this world is, Mm. God loves us. Amen. He sure does. Jesus loves us, and it's not just a song, you know, Jesus loves me. He actually loves me. Mm -hmm. And with that, 
we can hold on and make it through just about anything. Yep. True enough. I think that's what we want our listeners to know, man. Yeah. Like, no matter what we're facing or going through right now, you got a you got a savior in Jesus Christ that loves you unconditionally. Mm. Amen. And that means unconditional. That's right. And the love of Jesus is definitely, truly unconditional. Come on, somebody. No exceptions. We need Absolutely. to put that on. No sure. exceptions. No exceptions. So you 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 can't get out of his will. You can't get out of his love because there's no condition you can present to the Lord where he'll be like, mm, right. I don't know about that. Ain't going to stop. I don't know about that. That one shocked me right there. But mm-hmm. nah, that ain't how he works. Amen. 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 I'm That's grateful for that because yeah. Lord knows. Right. I, I done done my share of trying to present some conditions to the Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. Somebody. Been there, done that. Amen. But he's still good. Amen. All the time. Amen. Well. Y'all, deuces. Thank you for watching. I think like, good. Do me a favor though. Uh, you know, make sure you click that. Um, you like click and that. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. Follow. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. all the buttons That's are right. in the different yeah. podcast tools, because right. you know, different it, platforms. It'll help us get a sponsor. Words. That's right. <laughs> Maybe, we want to try to grow this thing right. Share mm-hmm. the links. Let us know in the comments what you Put think. That's right. Is this been helpful? If you are you enjoying this content? Mm-hmm. Is also is there a URL for the questions? We'll have it in the in the links below. The links we'll below. have it in the podcast show notes. You can check right. out. Submit questions that we we'll right. like to answer your questions on. I, your, I hope y'all got questions from today because it was a good one. It was a good one today. I know some of y'all out mm. there because you heard the word Black Lives Matter. You losing it. Some people twitching. You Come twitching. at me, bro. Come at me. Your daggone. Uh, Let's go. Pants that got all soggy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> got those wet farts going on because you upset. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. I'm sweaty. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I, you know what? I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe Amen. we've grown as a culture a little bit. I hope so. And I people so. are not like overly sensitive when right. they hear some truth. Yeah. Let's, let's hope so. Let's I hope so. so. Anyways, thank y'all for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Next time. Next week. Holler at your boy. Peace. Catch you on the flip side. Flip side? Let's oh. Go. Oh. <laughs> Until the next one.